And on this beautiful, beautiful Monday, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the experience I like to call Real Talk Memphis with your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to be back uh, in the air chair this week. Uh, Took a week off last week, so it's been a couple of weeks since we uh, have seen and uh, commiserated with one another, so to speak. I hope you have been doing well. I hope that everything has been going good. I'm going to call this Vaccination Central uh, three quarters because um, I have had my first vaccination shot. I will have my second one this Friday. And Adam, who is producing the broadcast tonight, had his first shot today. Yeah, he's only 18 years old, but he had his first shot today. And he said uh, the strangest thing about it was he didn't even know he got it once he got it. So you know what? For those of you out there who haven't done it yet, Marquette, those of you who haven't done it yet, who haven't done it yet, please, 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 especially you young folks, and I'm going to get into all that in a few minutes, please get your vaccinations 16 and up, starting today, 16 and up. No, 60. Oh, Mark just said he's 15. Yeah, okay, that's right. That's a nice move. Nice move. Quick, quick, very quick. So we need to get on Marquette to get his shot, ladies and gentlemen. But, hey, how's everybody doing? You guys all right? Um, I... You know, I hope that everybody had a wonderful Easter yesterday. Uh, And I think for those of us who have been vaccinated, uh, we were able to gather with some family and close friends and and actually hug and kind of uh, be around each other without a mask. And I know that happened in my house and I was really, really happy. It was it was it was a good time. And and it it was there's something liberating about not having a mask and not having to do all these certain type of things after a year's time. But uh more on that a bit later on because we're going to have a, a conversation with someone who is, I would say, expert uh, on all things COVID uh, a little bit later on in the broadcast. But as always, if you are celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, or a special occasion, congratulations to each and every one of you. I hope it was absolutely magnificent and marvelous and you had an absolute blast. So good for you. Congratulations. A lot of folks on uh, Facebook had uh, birthdays today. One time, one of these times, you guys are going to realize that if you uh, send me a note to my uh, social media page and say, "Chip, got a birthday coming up, man. Can you hook me up? Can you can you can you throw me out a little uh, shout out on your show?" Uh, you're gonna figure this thing out one of these times. By the way, did you know we're a podcast? 
We're actually a podcast, which which, which means that uh, we are on various platforms uh, all around the country. Now, I mean, from Spotify to TuneIn to Google Play to Apple to SoundCloud, all these, uh, you know, these platforms uh, that host podcasts. And, and I would just ask if you like this show uh, and you support this show, go to your favorite place to get a podcast, call up Real Talk Memphis with Chip Washington, and hit subscribe. You know, we can't grow Unless we go. So I'm telling y'all to go, okay? All right, news and notes. Um, as I said a minute ago, everybody over the age of 16 can now get vaccinated anywhere in this country. Uh, the city of Memphis, starting Wednesday, is going to go seven days a week, 12 hours a day. That would be from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Every day for the next, I think, six weeks, give or take. The idea, of course, is to vaccinate as many people as we possibly can so we can achieve herd immunity, so we could get back to some sense of normalcy at some particular point or another, hopefully uh, by later on this year. Call 222-SHOT or go to the City of Memphis website to sign up. Um, we have, and I, now I, I want everybody to, to hear this because I know you don't want to hear it. COVID cases around the country are increasing again. Uh, why? Because there is a variant strain. Actually, there's about three variant strains that are tar- starting to take a hold. The one in particular that most folks are concerned about is the B117 strain. That is the UK variant, and it is it's really starting to spread here uh, in Shelby County. Um, there are uh, states around the country who are seeing an increase in cases and hospitalizations. Now, peep this. This. Uh, the primary carrier, if you will, of this virus uh, is the younger age groups, primarily under the age of 45. So uh, 45 and under uh, are, are, are the ones that are very susceptible to it or catching it as well. Uh, you're going to hear this later on in the broadcast, but this virus is 30% more deadly and 50% more transmissible than the original uh, strain that we have been dealing with. So this is no joke. I mean, if, if, if it's left unchecked and folks don't take the necessary precautions, uh, we could see a third, a possible third wave. Now, I said a few minutes ago that we are going to have a, a rather detailed conversation about that. In my second half hour, Dr. Manoj Jain uh, is going to uh, join me and uh, we're going to talk all things COVID-19. We're going to talk variant strains. We're going to talk vaccinations and what we need to do in order to hold things down until we can get enough folks vaccinated so we can move forward. So uh, we'll, we'll be talking to uh, Dr. Jane in the second half hour of the show. So if you want some good information, I would advise you to tune in. Uh, locally here, a uh, very disturbing story that happened. I'm sure many of you heard about the death of a four-year-old. A uh, young man, a uh, baby, basically, was in a car with uh, several adult males, uh, one of the males inside the car ended up getting into some sort of a verbal argument with somebody who was standing outside the car yelling at him or them. And uh, the gentleman outside the car fired a shot inside the car. It struck uh, the four-year-old, and unfortunately, uh, he succumbed to his injuries. He died. And, of course, that anytime you have something like that, it always tends to get the attention 
you know, of, of most people. And, you know, ah, we got a problem. What do we do? How are we going to take care of it? This, that, and the whole nine yards. Um, well, look, um, we have a big problem here. And uh, we have had one for a, a while now. And uh, crime is out of control. Um, folks don't have any respect for each other. Clearly, when something like this happens, now we got to bury a four-year-old. The man who fired the shot from outside the vehicle uh, has been identified as Terrell Woods. Uh, he is still at large at this hour. So I'm pretty sure they'll catch him. But, but this, is, this is the kind of tragic situation that you would think would get enough people's attention uh, that we would really try to do something about it. Now, something that is not going to help this situation is what has happened over the past week. If you have been paying attention, there has been an issue of passing a bill uh, that would allow a permitless handgun carry. Basically, you have you don't have you 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 need nothing to be able to carry any kind of weapon in your car, okay? And these little restrictions about well, if you have, if you've uh, been convicted of a felony or this and that, you know, uh, you, you you can't get a gun. Look, this is the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard in 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 recent memory or even in past memory. I mean, in a in a county like Shelby, in a city like Memphis, where we see gun violence every ten minutes in this town, somebody's getting shot, and I'm not exaggerating, by the way. To have a law like this or lawlessness like this, to basically allow anybody to carry a handgun in their car any anytime they want to, without any kind of repercussion or anything else. We have highway shootings every other day in this town. Can you imagine driving down 240 and you're minding your own business and you're doing your own thing and one of these idiots that, that likes to weave in and out of traffic, you know, pulls up beside you, looks over at you and holds up a handgun. Just hold it up. Doesn't point necessarily at you, but just hold it up to, uh, to a woman or, or, or somebody who clearly wasn't expecting it. Can you imagine what kind of havoc that's going to cause in this town? I, you know, um, we are about to get a new police director in this city, and uh, that will take place, I guess, within the next, I don't know, week or two. Actually, thought we were going to have an, an announcement uh, tomorrow at the city council meeting, but late this afternoon, the city said that that process was going to be delayed because they had one more candidate that they wanted to interview. Now, on its face, you, you can assume a lot of different things behind that. That's a very interesting thing to me. I, you know, the first question is why? I mean, if, we're gonna, if we were that close to making a decision, then what has happened? Well, it could be several things that have happened. But uh, in and of itself, there will not be a selection tomorrow. Uh, the panel who interviewed the initial candidates will be brought back to interview another candidate. It's, uh, she's a, a, a black female uh, and forgive me, I can't remember where she's from, one of the Carolinas, I believe. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this. In the meantime, a week from Wednesday, next Wednesday, the 14th, is the last day for Police Director Mike Rollins. He will enter into retirement. Program note, he will be on this show. He will be on Real Talk Memphis next Monday, and I would imagine will be one of his last interviews as a police director before he retires. So... We have a lot to talk about, and I'm um, getting my thoughts gathered and my notes ready for him. So next Monday, 
uh, Police Director Mike Rollins uh, will be uh, one of, of, of my guests. Uh, and before we, uh, before we go to break, um, I just wanted to uh, throw a hats off, salute, high five, however you want to put it. Uh, Carmion Hamilton. Carmion Hamilton, if you don't know the name, uh, she is a designer. She is such a great designer that she won Design Star Next Gen on HGTV, which is Home and Garden Television. She won that. She won that competition. That's a very, very big deal for her. So, Carmion uh, Hamilton, uh, we are. Very, very happy and very, very proud of you. And I am efforting to get her on my show, too. So stay tuned for that. And finally, before we go to break, March Madness. It all ends tonight. Uh, the big game at uh, 8.20 p.m. Central Time, which means I have plenty of time to do this show and get home and get comfortable to watch Baylor versus Gonzaga. And if you saw that Gonzaga-UCLA game over the weekend, oh, my goodness. What a great game. So uh, who you got? Who you got? I have the Zags. Uh, neither team has ever won a national championship, so uh, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. So we'll see what happens. All right. So we have uh, completed our news and notes segment. Now we're about to get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, my guest tonight, uh, my first guest, is uh, someone who can very ably speak to uh, the air transit situation in Memphis and Shelby County. Glenn Thomas is the uh, spokesperson for the Memphis and Shelby County Airport Authority. He's going to join me to talk about, hey, it's, 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 it's good to be a flyer again. Airports are getting full again. People are, people are uh, jumping on planes and flying from here to there and everywhere. So we'll talk to him about uh, all of that almost post-COVID because everybody's going everywhere now. The weather's getting warm. You know, y'all getting antsy. So we'll talk about that and uh, a whole lot more is referencing to the future of uh, what is going to happen at Memphis International Airport. This is Real Talk Memphis. You know who you are. You might even know who I am. Back in a minute. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Are you a University of Memphis student who is looking for some place to showcase your talents while learning about the radio broadcasting industry at the same time? Well, bring your talents to The Roar and WYXR. Join The Roar, the University of Memphis student-led radio live stream, where you can serve as a DJ, work in news or sports, or other creative roles. We are also looking for U of M students to serve as interns with WYXR 91.7 FM, the university's radio partnership with Crosstown Concourse and The Daily Memphian. For more information or questions regarding WYXR or The Roar, please email us at at the roar at memphis.edu. 
The Orpheum Theater Group thanks you for supporting their nonprofit mission to entertain, educate, and enlighten while preserving the historic Orpheum and the modern Halloran Center. More on events, programs, and ways to give at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Now, uh, a quick reminder, this WYXR 91.7 Memphis is a nonprofit community radio station. So, uh, you know, we need your help and we need your support to keep us going around here. So please donate if it is in your heart to do so. You can do that at WYXR.org slash donate. We would really appreciate it. And I am really appreciative of my first guest tonight. We are, uh, of course, seeing the weather getting warmer. It is full out spring. Temperatures pushing 80 degrees. Folks uh, that have been cocooned for the last year are able to get out and travel and do some things. And that means flying from here to there. The airports are starting to fill up a bit around here and around the country. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, with a young man who is the spokesman for the Memphis and Shelby County Airport Authority. His name is Glenn Thomas. Glenn, thanks for for being with us tonight. I appreciate it. Hey, Chip. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. And uh, so, so, you know, obviously, Glenn, there have been challenging times for all of us uh, the past year in every particular uh, form or fashion. Uh, no more so than the airports and the airlines and things like that. Um, first of all, can you tell us how much um, or, or how, 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 I don't know how to exactly say this, but how did it affect you in terms of the, I mean, obviously we knew the business was cut down, but I mean, there had to be other layers to, the, to this whole COVID thing that really caused some, some stressful times for the airport authority. Am I correct in that? Uh, definitely. And, and I think, you know, each one of us has been affected, you know, probably different levels of significance, but, but all of us have been affected by this, whether it's at home or at work. But uh, for us at the airport, of course, as you mentioned, the main thing was that traffic essentially came to a halt, not just here, but everywhere across the United States, across the world, Canada, uh, internationally, it really came to a standstill. So uh, what that meant for the entire aviation industry is a loss of revenue. Um, and, you know, of course, with that came additional concerns, uh, health concerns for the employees. So uh, many of our employees, myself included, uh, began to work from home. Uh, of course, some of our employees, they simply can't do that. You know, they have to sure. work there on site, sure. such as our airfield maintenance, uh, many other departments. They've got to be there on site. Um, so with those employees, we had to focus on uh, COVID protocols, you know, making sure that they were safe, making sure that uh, we instituted some new procedures to uh, ensure their, their safety and, and to mitigate the spread. How difficult was that, Glenn? Speaking of what you had to do, reconfigure 
everything. I mean, in every particular element of what it is that uh, an airport does on a daily basis that many of us have absolutely no clue about. How difficult was it to be able to navigate the changes necessary just to try to stay functioning on a daily basis? Well, it was very challenging, you know, and I think we're no different from other industries, but at the same time, uh, we have a, a rather unique focus. So um, certainly it was a learning experience and we learned as we went along. Uh, you know, we are not health experts, so um, we have uh, closely watched and closely communicated with the CDC and the health department in making sure that uh, we were doing the right thing for both our passengers and our employees. Um, I think uh, uh, an example in particular I can give is when we had the ice storms uh, a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. the snow and the ice, um, we had our group of airfield maintenance employees were there on site uh, in our mission support center, there there are bedding areas, et cetera. So we had to make sure that uh, they were spaced far enough apart. And, and essentially they lived there for a week, you know, working eight hours on, eight hours off. Uh, without COVID, it's a difficult process. With COVID, it, it's an extremely difficult process. Hmm. Speaking with Glenn Thomas, uh, he is the spokesman for the Memphis and Shelby County Airport Authority. And, and Glenn, now that uh, things are, 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 are sort of loosening up, as, as, as I think we would say, at what point in time did you and um, uh, the, 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 the head folks with the authority uh, start to make decisions on, okay, well, maybe we can start to move forward and we see the country moving forward with flights picking up and, and, and more activity and things like that. How, how, how did you all go about that process? Well, really, everything, when it comes to airports and uh, the airline industry, everything starts and ends with demand. So everything follows demand. So as demand picks up, uh, you see flights, uh, frequencies, et cetera, getting added. Um, You see the airlines responding to that. Just as a, a year ago, a little over a year ago, uh, demand essentially dropped to almost nothing, mm-hmm. and suddenly the airlines, you know, they're not going to fly a bunch of empty planes for long. Right. So uh, they cut that service back. So now we're seeing uh, some level of activity returning, and, and we're seeing the airlines respond to that, especially with their summer schedules. Granted, we're still, you know, far from where we were in 2019, um, during this time, but we are seeing some signs of optimism, especially as people get vaccinated. Uh, certain areas begin to drop some of those restrictions. Absolutely. And in, in terms of that, in terms of traffic, you know, we hear nationwide, uh, many of the airports are seeing, you know, over a million plus folks, you know, for a day, you know, in terms of, you know, leaving and, and coming and going and things like that. What, what kind of numbers are you all starting to see now that things are starting to, to, to move a bit and airlines are starting to loosen up and, and restrictions are starting to loosen up in terms of the numbers here? What are you seeing so far? Well, we definitely saw some interesting numbers in March. Um, this was an atypical year um, for, for many reasons, but it was an atypical year with spring break because oftentimes the spring break uh, time period is, is somewhat coordinated and consistent across the school systems in this area. Mm-hmm. This year, we really had two uh, significant spring break periods. One was uh, March 11th through 15th, 
The other was this past week when Shelby County Schools was out, um, and I believe the 11th through the 15th was some of the um, some of the suburban schools right, in exactly. DeSoto County, for example. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but so it spread out the traffic, but um, an interesting uh, trend emerged during this time in that I think we had about 26,000 uh, come through the checkpoint in that first week, the 11th through the 15th, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, March 18th through the 22nd, there were no area spring breaks scheduled, but then there were 27,500 passengers and employees that went through the the checkpoint. And then last week, we had a little over 2,600. So if you look at it, traffic was up, but our busiest week was a week in which there was not a spring break. So um, we're, you know, we're not exactly sure what to draw from that. Was March really kind of one big spring break or is this a sign that overall travel is increasing as well so Um, time time will tell on that absolutely (laughs) i I need to cut you off um i was so as as we moving forward now we're into april and uh things are starting to warm up and and we're we're gonna soon be into the the summer months do you all forecast i know this is again this is in a very atypical situation but can you forecast what, what, what you'll see maybe the next few months down the road? Well, it's a little easier as the airlines begin to solidify their schedules. Okay. Um, and in the past, you know, they would do that months out. And what we've seen with COVID is that the airlines really, uh, anything beyond a month out on their schedule is probably not set in stone. <clears throat> and that's really You know, it's indicative of how they have had to change their business models because they can't commit to a flight when they don't know what is going to happen three months from now. Um, But we are seeing, you know, some signs of them beefing up for the summer uh, when kids are out of school. It's typically the vacation time of the year. Uh, and, And another point to make is that business travel, we have not really seen that return. To, to any degree, mm. leisure travel right now is carrying the the, air, the airline industry. Wow, I you know I mean it really when you hear it uh, coming from from someone like you who deals with this on a daily basis, it is really telling, uh, and it really does speak to just how dramatic uh, this whole COVID nineteen episode that we've all lived through um, has been. And now that, uh, as you say, uh, airlines are starting to loosen uh, restrictions and and, and starting to build up a bit, you know, we really need folks to get vaccinated so we can try to start to, you know, be able to hang out with each other again without wearing masks and and travel and do other things, um, you know, as as, as time moves along um, so we can get the economy moving again. you sound like you're opt- you're cautiously optimistic uh, in in terms of, uh, of what lies ahead uh, in in terms of a business model. Uh, am I picking up on that? Yeah, I think that would be accurate to say we're cautiously optimistic. Uh, I think uh, all of us are uh, wary of trying to predict the future at this point, but uh, certainly we're seeing some signs that uh, travel is opening up a little bit, and, and people are eager to travel as long as they feel that it's safe to do so. Absolutely. Glenn Thomas, Memphis and Shelby County Airport Authority, thank you, my friend, for uh, taking a few minutes out of what I know is a busy schedule to uh, visit with us tonight. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you, Chip. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Take care. Well, that was interesting. Glenn Thomas, uh, of course, from the airport authority saying that, uh, yeah, even travel right now is a cautionary tale. Things are picking up little by little, you know, day by day, week by week, month by month. But we're not out of the woods yet. And we're going to have that conversation a little bit later in the second half hour of the show when I talk to Dr. Minoj Jane. But as we go to break, uh, when we come back, we are going to talk all things, oh, let's just say radio. Uh, and let's just say WYXR. I have the two gentlemen who run the operation over here on a daily basis. That would be Robbie Grant. That would be Jared J.B. Boyd. This is Real Talk Memphis. We will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from our partner, Spaces Group. Spaces Group is a commercial furniture dealership located in Memphis, Tennessee and Jackson, Mississippi, specializing in furniture for the corporate, healthcare, educational, government, and not-for-profit markets. For more information or to start your project, visit spacesgrp.com. Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Brewery. Now available, the Studio Session IPA, Raised by Sound, brewed in collaboration with WYXR. For more information, crosstownbrewery.com. Crosstown Concourse was founded on the idea that we are all better when we are together, which can be difficult these days. Luckily, Concourse has over 1 million square feet of indoor and outdoor space, so you can spread out while you hang out, eat out, or work out. Learn more at crosstownconcourse.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday, April 5th. I am Chip Washington, your host, and I am very pleased to have uh, in studio with me right now. In studio, how about that? Uh, <laughs> in this land of COVID, uh, this radio station, fine radio station, WYXR 91.7 on your FM dial, uh, a crosstown radio station, started in October. I think JB said the 5th of That's October. Right. That's right. October 5th of last year. Uh, and this station, if you first of all, it's at the uh, Concourse Crosstown Complex. And if you've not been down here, you really need to come down here. Just check this place out anyway. But this radio station was built from the ground up, ladies and gentlemen. And I am really happy to have uh, the two guys that make the engine go. Uh, program <laughs> <laughs> Executive Director 
Robbie Grant and program manager Jerry J.B. Boyd. Hey. What's hey. up, gentlemen? What's going on? How y'all doing? Good. Good. We usually do the real talk sure. before real talk. I know it. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, look, I am, first of all, thank you all for, for, for uh, giving us a few minutes of your time. And by the way, program note, uh, they will be hosting Talk in Memphis right after this fine piece of radio broadcasting. Yep. So yep. you need to stay tuned to that for, yep. for, for, yep. for, for sure. So, um, First of all, I want to publicly say um, how much I really appreciate the opportunity, <laughs> seriously, to be on this radio station. Um, you know, this is a music station by trade, and it is a community radio station. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but I really want to thank you guys for for the opportunity. Uh, you know, for a allowing some of us talkers to uh, <laughs> come on and, and do this. I mean, it really does mean a lot, and I really appreciate it. I really do. Well, well Chip, you know, I, I think that uh, for one, you're very kind, and, and, I, and also you're very dedicated to, to this, and we truly appreciate that. But, you know, I'm reminded just looking at you right now that, man, you're, you're working extremely hard during the day um, to, to help keep people of Shelby County uh, informed and safe through this pandemic. So, you know, if, if there are any people who have been all-stars of, of this period of time that we're in right now, uh, you, you've extremely stepped up uh, to that task to, to be uh, the Paul Revere of sorts <laughs> oh, uh, for something that's, you know, extremely, extremely difficult for a lot of people to get, get their heads around and grasp their minds around. And, yeah. you know, in my line of work, uh, in, you know, in, in, in uh, I don't want to go too long, but in, in my line of work before this, I, I you know, I, I saw, you know, what a lot of what you deal with each day is like, and you know sometimes information can change at the oh, drop yeah. of a hat, and and oh, people yeah. are looking uh, and expecting the most Afri- ac- accurate information, and they want to know who's responsible when stuff when stuff seems like it's the wires getting crossed. So we, I just want to appreciate you and, and uh, celebrate you. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much yeah, for thanks, sticking Jim. with it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, those words. Now that we've flattered each other sufficiently, here we can <laughs> we can move on <laughs> to the next thing. Okay, you, but but here's what I want to know because this clearly was a journey and a passion for both of you, the, mm-hmm. and the, and this. As I said, this station, I mean, it was dust. And I mean, <laughs> walk me through, if you guys can, the journey of, of putting this whole thing together. And now we are at WYXRFM. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I don't think dust is quite, quite there, but it was, <laughs> I mean, it was a great uh, jazz station, WUMR, for many years. Okay. And, uh, you know, the, the university was looking to do something different with it, something that would involve involve the community more and involve students more. Mm-hmm. So uh, they reached out to some people in the community and it and you know decided that you know they wanted to do something different with the station. So that's kind of ground zero for where we, where I came in and, and started talking to all the players involved about what it could be. Um, and you know with the pandemic, you know there was going to be a there was going to be a a, a a transition where like one day it was you know umr and we kind of led up to switching it over but then the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and there was nobody on campus so they decided in april to kind of shut it down so i think in your mind you're thinking that's that's where it was done so it was quiet right. yeah. it was quiet for a few months just because of of staffing and 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 that so when we launched on october 5th um you know we launched with you know 70 plus volunteer programmers and like you said we've got a, a focus on on music but you know you were one of the first folks we talked to about doing some really you know important community talk radio um so you know 
here's where we are today. So, <laughs> well, look, you know, I mean, when you look at the the collective whole, and and both of you, you know, bring bring a, a certain dynamic to this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Robbie, you were a musician, mm-hmm. and uh, you were in some bands back in the day. Mm-hmm. JB just like a, and I really don't know his your your your, your background, JB, but you're like a music historian. <laughs> like I've never seen this guy knows. I mean, you know, you you mentioned the name, and JB's like, I don't know, you know, this, you know. So I mean, it seems like a very good mix um, along with Shelby talk about the, the you know how it is you all work together as a collective you know team to because I mean this 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 can be a challenging deal yeah I mean this there's three of us I mean Shelby uh, McCall's our operations coordinator mm-hmm. and she came knew a lot uh, and works does some com- commercial radio stuff but she was with WMR so she helps us on the production side she's really good working with the programmers yeah, um, and she helps us a lot with our paperwork there's a lot of paperwork involved with with the FCC and etc and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, and then you know I don't know I mean JB and I we we just kind of we, we actually met really about when we were talking about this station so yeah. our friendship and, and work relationship kind of blossomed as uh, as we started talking about this and we just you know not only have we gotten to know each other or you know work on the station together we've also gotten to know each other through this process so it's been cool so six months a little over six months now uh jb what do you, what do you I, I i know you all had i don't know what your expectations were initially but you're six months going on seven months in right. where, where are we um what do you see now uh how pleased are you with where things are to this point, uh, you know, please, please would be an understatement. I'm, I'm over the moon about uh, what we've been able to accomplish here. And I'm inspired uh, by the opportunities that lay ahead. I mean, to, you know, a year ago, two years ago, however many years ago, uh, you know, I'm sure people would have thought, you know, when I was in high school, was, the recession was the big thing. It was like, man, how do we get through a recession? Now we're getting through this. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, and so we've kind of been in the, in, in the dark here, uh, you know, as many people who are enthusiastic about it, over 2000 followers on Instagram, a thousand plus followers on Twitter, folks, you know, chattering on Reddit and Facebook and all that. There still haven't been that many people in the building, like not like there were, uh, prior to this pandemic. And, uh, you know, our focus right now is to not say, okay, when, 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 the city allows and the world allows that people have to come in here and, and get to know us. We want to get out in front of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's Whitehaven. That's Frazier. Uh, that's Carrierville. That's Germantown. That's Orange Mound. Uh, that's Parkway Village. Um, you know, Westwood, everywhere. We want to get out in front of people and let them know that that we want to have a station where anyone can wake up in the morning and uh, if, if they don't see something that reflects them first thing, then wait a few hours. And, and, and you know, maybe it's sun, when sun goes down, you might you might hear something that makes you proud to be from this region, uh, that makes you proud to be connected to this region. If you don't live here, if you listen online, uh, that makes you want to share with someone else. Uh, that makes you want to be involved, uh, if not in, within these walls, out in the community and gets you revved up. And, and, and you know, you can take that away with you wherever you go. And so uh, I think that the big thing 
now, and, and sometimes Robbie knows I make announcements, you know, without without clearing, is that we're about to get geared up for this very yep. first pledge drive, mm-hmm. yep. uh, and so that that's that's what it's going to be all about is letting people know who we are and introducing ourselves. The C in community, man, that's what it's all about. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, and we'll talk more about that as we get closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all going to be involved in mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm like I said, I'm I'm gonna do my best to shill as much as I can. And don't, <laughs> <laughs> I have donated to this exactly. radio. I will say thank you so much for our, your, your donating already. You know, yeah. leading by example. Well, you know, I, I because I believe in this, and I believe in what you guys are doing. This is community. I mean, I mean, and and if and if anything, if there is anything to me uh, that will bring people together, it's something like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, music and mm-hmm. and just fellowship, and and you have, like you say, you have every genre from gospel to R and B to rock to, I mean, I mean, to jazz to mm-hmm. everything. I to mean, real talk. To, hey, <laughs> to, I wasn't gonna say that, but that's fine. Yeah, real talk, Memphis. But, uh, but, but, but yeah, go ahead. Chip, this is the thing. You know, there are so many more things that we want to do. And, and we don't want to do it until we can do it right. Right. And, um, you know, you don't have to be uh, an all-star programmer to be able to do it right. You just have to be true to, to the space that you occupy in this community. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we hope to expand and evolve our vision uh, for what good programming is and, and bring those people along with us, those who maybe have some experience under their belt who can, you know, each one teaches one. And so uh, I think of people like yourself who, who are really great at what they do and, and sort of we we knew that of you of your your past work, but I think of people uh, like a James T. Boyd again, no relation. Who I, I had to sort of go and find them and hunt them down. I said, "Hey, man, I've seen you perform on stage. I've yeah. seen uh, I, I know that you you love music. I, I want to see." Uh, and I've seen you sit outside a Havana mix on, on Peabody and sort of chop it up with everybody. You're someone who brings people together. I want you to sit in this chair and do that and, and we'll get you there. And, and so there have been people who have trusted us uh, to, to pull them along on this journey. Well, you know what? I am extremely proud of, of both of you and, and, and really proud of this station and more importantly to what it's going to be in a year or two. And, and Robbie, Thanks. you, you got to I mean, the potential is endless, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're so excited to, like I said, get out in the community and you know events. When events start happening later this year, we're going to be involved. We're going to put some of our own on. We're going to be involved with a lot of other uh, concerts and events and going on in the city. So we're excited. Well, I tell you what, uh, Robbie Grant, <laughs> JB Boyd, uh, you guys, uh, thank you so much for taking some time. And again, y'all don't go anywhere after this show. They will be hosting uh, Talk in Memphis tonight from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on this fine radio station. We'll take our final break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about COVID for real. Dr. Minoz Jane will be my guest. This is Real Talk Memphis. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Looking for some place to showcase your talents while learning about the radio broadcasting industry at the same time? Well, bring your talents to The Roar and WYXR. Join The Roar, the University of Memphis student-led radio live stream where you can serve as a DJ, work in news or sports, as well as several other creative opportunities. 
We are also looking for U of M students to serve as interns with WYXR 91.7 FM. For general information or questions regarding WYXR or The Roar, please email us at theroar at memphis.edu. Must be a current student or a recent graduate of the University of Memphis. Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Concourse, offering over 1 million square feet of climate-controlled space to freely run, walk, or jog, take in a YMCA class, or grab an Explorer bike share ride on the nearby V&E Green Line. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com. Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theater Group, who thanks you for supporting their nonprofit mission to entertain, educate, and enlighten while preserving the historic Orpheum and the modern Holleran Center. More on events, programs, and ways to give at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Welcome back to Real Talk Memphis uh, with Chip Washington on this Monday. And I told you at the beginning of this broadcast uh, when we started to talk about uh, COVID and the fact that COVID is not over yet and we are dealing with variants and we are dealing with vaccinations and there's a lot going on here. So to be able to break it all down for us, I I reached out to uh, call someone who can explain it to us. Dr. Manoj Jain is an infectious disease specialist at Baptist and um, he has been uh, dubbed the uh, Memphis Dr. Fauci. So, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Thanks, Dr. thanks, thanks, Kip, for that introduction. Dr. Jane, man, thank yes. you so much for uh, taking some time hey. to, to be with us tonight. Okay, Dr. Jane, I, 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 you're, you're a man who tells it like it is and you tell the truth. Uh, a lot of folks out here um, are starting to come out of their cocoons a bit. You know, the masks yeah. are coming off, things are moving. You know, we're getting vaccinations going on. Break it down to us where we are with COVID and and, and, and what, are, what are our challenges right now? Sure. So I can say this, the uh, good news and bad news. Okay. Right? Okay. So, uh, the first, the bad news, we are not out of the, uh, the deep uh, woods yet. We are not out of this COVID pandemic. So that's the bad news. Okay. The good news is, it is enormously better than what it was uh, the situation over the past year. Mm-hmm. So we are clearly seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and it really looks like something that we can uh, we can really grasp onto. So uh, we want to make sure that we continue what we have been doing before a uh, uh, little bit longer. That includes the masking and distancing and no large gatherings. On the other end, with the vaccine, there is clearly a great deal of hope. And yes, people getting together with families who have been uh, fully vaccinated, that's a great idea. And they should do that and encourage those in the family who haven't been vaccinated, hey, get vaccinated and then we can get together together safely. 
Dr. Jane, talk a little bit, if you will, about the variants uh, that are occurring not only here in Shelby County, but but around the country. Uh, and some states, uh, cases are going up, uh, hospitalizations are going up. Uh, the B117, kind of break that down for us, if, if you will. Sure, absolutely. Chip, if it were not for the variants, you know, I would be celebrating and we all would be celebrating today that we have won a victory against this virus because we would not have been seeing uh, the number of cases go up like we've seen in New York, Chicago, uh, New York, uh, Illinois, uh, Michigan, and other places. Yeah. If the variant, if the variant takes hold in a big way, then what we are going to see is another wave come on, and it is the the B one one seven or the one that is from the UK, and and that is penetrating our community, uh, and it is a race between that variant of. Uh, the UK variant and the people who are getting vaccinated. So if we can get the more people vaccinated, uh, we will have less people falling ill uh, from the variant. And at the end, the, the vaccine is going to win. There is no question. We will have enough people but, uh, vaccinated. However, in the short term, which I'm talking about two to four months, if we do not have uh, enough people taking precautions and get vaccinated, we're going to see another wave of cases and and hospitalizations. And this time, it's going to be younger people who are going to be really sick because you know we've got a lot of older folks who have been vaccinated, which yes. is good. Yes. But a lot of the younger folks haven't been vaccinated, so they just have to wait, um, get that vaccine, and yes, then they can get together with friends and family without getting, uh, without feeling as if they're doing something behind people's back. We are speaking with Dr. Manoj Jane. And Dr. Jane, you know, you mentioned that this particular uh, variant strain, and I know that there's one from uh, Africa uh, or Brazil, I believe it is, um, Mm -hmm. that, uh, but but this one in particular, I've heard you say on many occasions that it is 30% more deadly and 50% more contagious, which really kind of makes it a, a particular challenge, does it not? Absolutely, it does. So the UK strain, which you're talking about, which is more deadly and which which um, is more infectious, and that's why what happens is whatever limitations that we were putting on ourselves by not going about without uh, uh, with, 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 with the mask, we're putting the limitations and and large gatherings. We were able to keep the numbers down. But when you get a new virus strain which is more infectious, then all of a sudden it gets a foothold in the community. It seeds the community. It causes clusters, uh, clustering to occur and causes community transmission. So that's what's happening is that we are seeing that UK strains. And lots of times, you know, there is COVID fatigue. Yeah. People are just sick and tired of this thing. They, they think it's, it's, gonna, it's gone away, but honestly, it hasn't. So when you look at the data and you do a lot of sequencing and testing and things like this, and you and we have seen this this uh, this B one one seven thing is just really taking off almost like wildfire. I mean, are we on a? I mean, I don't know how you measure 
risk versus reward in terms of this, in terms of the shots. Uh, I do know I mentioned earlier that uh, starting uh, you know today, anybody 16 and older can get a, a vaccinated. But a lot of young folks, you, you and I both know, uh, aren't too interested in that. So I guess the real challenge is trying to 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 get them to to understand the sense of urgency, because, Dr. Jane, I have heard of some uh, some folks actually contracting this uh, this new variant uh, from a young person, you know, who may have gotten it from yeah. who knows where. So talk about that, if you will, just a little bit. So I, so I am quite concerned about young people. And yes, they are risk takers. But what is the point in taking a risk when you have something that can protect you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and honestly, if you look in the, the long term, the complications of having a disease like COVID, uh, you know, 10% get uh, brain fog uh, weeks and months after the disease. Uh, people lose their sense of taste and smell acutely uh, when they have the disease. And, you know, it's really avoidable, and people should think about the benefits of the vaccination and the risks of, uh, of getting the, the, the disease, because long-term, we still do not know the many complications that can still occur after, after having the disease. And young people may not have symptoms now, but, but clearly uh, they can have uh, long-standing, uh, long-lasting symptoms uh, later on. So people should really think about the benefits of this. And if, if you want to think about it uh, from another perspective, think about your family. Mm-hmm. Think about people you go to church with. Absolutely. Think about, a, you know, a gathering that, that you're going to be in. Suppose somebody, somebody ha- wasn't vaccinated by chance. You could give that uh, virus to them. And at the end of the day, uh, we want this out of our community. We don't want to be dealing with COVID. We've done that successfully with other diseases, right? We, right. With Ebola, you know, with MERS, uh, some of the other diseases that have come, we have got them out of our community. And we can do the same with this, but it's going to take persistence and it's going to take uh, collaboration and community to do it. So um, as, as, as we wrap up, um, from what you see right now, from the research that you do, the hard work that you all do on a daily basis, the data that you see, is there any, do you have a, a particular, at this time, a timetable, kind of, you know, an internal clock uh, as to when you think things might ease to the point to where we can actually get back out here and, and live some semblance. It may not ever be normal again, but, I mean, do you have, like, a maybe the uh, end of summer, fall? What are you thinking in terms of that? Yeah, so what I'm thinking is the uh, next two, three months, okay. uh, this, this U.K. variance is going to be very difficult for us. We are going to see an increased number of cases. Okay. And that rise may not be very much if people more get, get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. By the fall and the winter, I'm, I'm really uh, thinking that things can calm down a good bit because we will have a large percentage of people vaccinated or at least, you know, approach that level of vaccination, which we seek, which mm-hmm. is herd immunity. Right. And then we're going to be chasing viruses, one or two clusters here and there, and life can finally uh, come back to normal. Now, this is if, if we all work together, right. keep, keep our masks, and distance right now and not allow large spread of the virus and if we can continue to get that inch up 
day by day on the vaccination towards herd immunity. Dr. Manoj Jane, our Dr. Fauci, <laughs> Dr. Jane, thank you <laughs> so much for taking some time out of your schedule to visit with uh, me and our Real Talk audience tonight. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. My pleasure, Chip, and thank you for all what you do and also all of the people of this county and city do. I really appreciate the effort that we've put in to uh, contain this virus. Thank you, Dr. J. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was uh, a very enlightening and educating uh, segment, and I hope that you paid attention. I know we're all getting sick and tired of this. I mean, all of us are sick and tired of wearing ma- a mask and the whole nine yards. I, I have to walk you when you walk into the Crosstown con- uh, Concourse. You have to wear a mask, and I had to walk back to my car because you just you just forget about it. You know, you're walking around. It's beautiful. It's 77 degrees, and uh, and I have to commend Adam Adam Paget. He is my producer, one of my producers, and he got his shot today. He said he barely felt it, and uh, he's 18 years old. So, um, Marquette, Marquette, Marquette's sitting over there. <laughs> See, Marquette has a phone thing. He's looking at his phone, but he know I'm talking about him over here in the corner. <laughs> we got to urge Marquette to get his shot. So, if you if you hear this broadcast and you know Marquette, his mom tell get that vaccine. It's vaccination. Get that vaccination. We're going to do it. There we go. <laughs> but uh, listen, this has been a great broadcast. Uh, I really have enjoyed it. I feel a little energized. I, we took a week off last week and we're back this week. And uh, we had some great guests. I want to thank uh, each and every one of them, Glenn Thomas, for being here. I want to thank Robbie and JB for, for dropping in on us uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, entertaining us for a few minutes. This really, I, and you know, I, I, I don't, if you know me, I don't just say stuff just to say it because that's just not me. But, um, you know, I really, really enjoy watching what they do here. And I really enjoy, um, you know, where they have come from, from beginning to now. And again, I'm humbled and honored to be a part of this. And listen, uh, you can donate to this fine radio station. This is a nonprofit community radio station. Uh, so please feel free to donate to WYXR. We need you. WYXR.org slash donate. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, just give, give something, you know, if you look, you can, you can, you can hold off on the, on the new kicks and, and whatever it is else that young people buy these days. I have no clue, but uh, you can also follow us, uh, at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram search W Y X R. Uh, you can find us at, uh, at W Y X R underscore Memphis. So as Mark, as, as Adam plays me out, uh, we, we appreciate you once again being with us. And, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you all. I know that two or three or four of you listen. And so, if you know, if you all take that energy because uh, we're a podcast now and uh, go to wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to this fine radio station. And you'll be subscribing to this show as well. It's a good thing, isn't it? Anyway, I'm about to leave here. Go home, get some food, sit in front of the TV set, and root for Gonzaga to win the national championship. Talking Memphis live with Robbie and JB will come your way in just a couple of minutes. In the meantime, in between time, you guys be good. Take care of each other, support each other, encourage, motivate, and love each other. And until we meet again next Monday, hopefully same time, same channel, I'm Chip, and I'm out.